we're looking for a particular personality, a particular calmness, and just not every dog can make it as a service dog. I'm Phil Hatterman, and this is Dog Words, presented by Rosie Fund. Today, we're joined by Missouri Patriot Paws Program Director, Susan Hinkle. A few times during this interview, she mentions Jay and Sandra Sindeldecker of Kansas City and the great work they're doing training service dogs for veterans and first responders. We've already arranged an interview with them and scheduled time to shoot video of some training sessions to post on the Rosie Fund YouTube channel. If you haven't already subscribed to and shared videos from our channel, do it now to help grow our following so more people will see the training videos when they're posted. Missouri Patriot Paws is a wonderful organization that deserves more exposure. Help us make that happen. If you're new to this podcast, in each episode we explore the world of dog care and companionship. We save each other is the motto of Rosie Fund, which simply means the more we do for dogs, the more they do for us, and they already do a lot. If you love dogs, you'll love Dog Words. We welcome your comments, questions, and suggestions. Go to the podcast page at rosiefund.org to share your thoughts. The only way we know what topics and guests you like is if you tell us. Then we'll try to deliver more of that. Please download, subscribe, rate, and, most importantly, share Dog Words. Please follow Rosie Fund on social media, especially the free Rosie Fund YouTube channel that offers great videos of Rosie, Peaches, and Shelter Dogs, including some exclusive content. At Rosie Fund, we encourage you to make a difference in a shelter dog's life. You can do just that by purchasing one of our We Save Each Other t-shirts at bonfire.com. Use the link in this episode's description. All proceeds go towards supporting our mission of helping senior and harder-to-adopt dogs have a better life. We are grateful to alternative string duo The Wires for allowing us to share their wonderful music with you on each episode of Dog Words. Like many musicians, they are finding creative ways to reach their audience. Their underground virtual concert series features performances and storytelling from mysterious and historical sites around Kansas City. Purchase a single concert for $15 or buy the series ticket for $60 and receive a digital download of their holiday album. Trust me, that's a tremendous value and you'll be supporting local musicians. Learn more at the link in this episode's description. The mission of Rosie Fund is to provide humans with the resources and education they need to help give senior and harder to adopt dogs a better life. We thank you for joining our mission. Our guest today on Dog Words is Susan Hinkle, the program director with Missouri Patriot Paws. Susan, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Before you tell us more about Missouri Patriot Paws, tell us a little bit about your background, what brought you to this organization and uh more specifically, what brought you to dogs? Well, dogs has been my, one of my passions my whole life. But I've been doing therapy dogs for over 20 years, therapy dog work in hospitals and veterans home and school systems. And that's what led to the first company I worked for, for service dogs. I was approached by a, a service dog company in Texas to go to work for them and I spent the next two years working for nonprofits out of Texas and decided that because of fundraising issues and bylaws and different things I didn't want to work for somebody out of state so I decided to open Missouri Patriot Paws and that was in 2013 and we've been going forward and making changes ever since. Tell our listeners more about what it is specifically that Missouri Patriot Paws does. We train and certify PTSD 
service dogs. We started out for Missouri veterans in 2013. In 2016, we were approached by a fireman in St. Louis that had PTSD. He wanted to know if we would consider doing him a service dog, which he came down and spoke to the board. And then we expanded our mission statement to cover first responders. And so Tim was our first first responder. He actually was still a veteran also. So he would have been able to come into our program no matter what without expanding the program. But since then, we just did um, in 2020, a service dog for a Kansas City police officer that was not a veteran that had been shot on line of duty. And we just completed a dog for him and it graduated in September. And then we were approached by a Raytown fireman who wanted to do a service dog slash professional therapy dog for the Raytown Fire Department. We had a Woodle puppy donated by a Gold Star Whittle out of Illinois, Smokey. And Smokey's being trained in Kansas City by Jay and Sandra at this time to become not only a service dog for his veteran and fireman, but he will be going out on fire calls in Raytown. Unfortunately, I'm sure you have no shortage of veterans and first responders who need a service dog, so it's not hard to identify them. How do you identify the dogs that get paired with those in need? They can bring their own dog in to be assessed. And that works most of the time. Some of the time it works that they bring their pets in and we can assess it. We normally don't like anything over than a two-year-old. We want to make sure that because it takes at least a year to get through all the training and that the dog, once it's certified, still has lots of years to work for the veteran or first responder. It used to be before Missouri Patriot Paws grew to covering from Kansas City down to the Arkansas line and St. Louis and Rolla that I personally picked most of the dogs out. We've gotten away from that a little bit just because of uh, the time restraints because I still work full time and, and being able to do that. But that's probably my most favorite thing to do. Some women like to shop for diamonds. I like to shop for dogs. And that's one of those things I do all the time is checking sites for dogs. What makes a good service dog for someone with PTSD? We look for a dog that it has to be calm. It has to be a self-assured dog that is smart dog, that is trainable. I have a lot of guys that's like, oh, I've got this, you know, such and such. I'm like, okay, the life of a service dog is spent a lot of time laying at your feet. That is a high-anxiety, high-strung, lots-of-energy dog. They don't quite do well as a service dog. Majority of our dogs are labs or lab mixes. One, you can find a lot of lab and lab mixes out there in shelters. Mm-hmm. And two, they are fine being rehomed. If they have food, water, and love, they're happy. Yeah, they're low-maintenance and super-adaptable. Yes, they are. One of the things a lot of veterans want and is very difficult to find in rescues is golden retrievers. They are used by big organizations, but most of the time they have their own breeding program. Mm-hmm. 
So it's rare that I could find a golden retriever in a rescue or a shelter. Yes. My wife Dawn and I volunteer with Casey Pet Project. And as you mentioned, labs are a dime a dozen. There's they are. no shortage of they labs. Are. And I, I can't tell you the last time I saw a golden or a golden mix. Exactly. And there's a big craze now for the doodle. You know, they are now breeding everything with a poodle. And luckily for us, we did partner with this gold star widow in, in Illinois. And she's now donated three of her woodle puppies to veterans. And she's kind of like me. She picks the dogs out anymore. She prefers to do it herself out of the puppies instead of letting because they can go and, oh, this one's really cute. Well, we're looking for a particular personality, mm-hmm. a particular calmness, and just not every dog can make it as a service dog. People make that mistake when they're picking out a family dog that they, they don't do. look for a fit. They just look, oh, that dog's adorable, which, yeah, of course it's adorable yeah, because yeah. we've been evolving together for thousands of years to love each other, dogs and humans. And uh, that doesn't mean it's going to fit with a household with a bunch of kids or that exactly. your lifestyle of high exercise or low exercise or whatever you need from a dog. So it's a, yeah. I can see how it would be a challenge for someone without your background to pick the right dog and not just fall in love with every dog they see. Well, in, you know, I, I have a high success rate, but I've had some failures too. And I do tell the guys, he said, you know, research, and, and it is the same for someone like you working in pet rescue, research your breed. Because I'll go back years ago, there was a veteran, he had a beagle. And I'm like, I don't think this is going to work because beagles are bred to hunt. They're not bred for obedience. Not only do they lay around a lot, they have to like to sit down, stay, cast, train. Mm-hmm. And I said, I'll let you try. And he went about three weeks. He said, you're right. A beagle can't make it. Yeah. I said, no, no, they want to get out and hunt. So, and that's kind of why we stay with the lab mixes. I also will not pull a pit bull out of a shelter. Not, not that I'm a pit bull snob. We've done a couple, but they have raised their pit bulls themselves. I'll tell you, Breeze, I've had a lot of trouble with the shepherd. We do had one that just graduated in Kansas City, but he had had it since he was a puppy. And we have another one in St. Louis in training, but again, he had it as a puppy. And my experience with shepherds is that they don't rehome like a lab is. They're very attached to their first owner, and they just don't move home like a lab just is easy to move. Which is why they make such great service dogs for police force, armed services, because they bond with their trainer and switching trainers is a big deal, which is why so often then they retire with their trainer. Yeah, just because they're great at one service doesn't mean they're great at all kinds of service. Mm-hmm. That, that is true. And I'll tell you another breed that we've had some troubles with is Husky. I understand they're gorgeous dogs, but they don't really love obedience. They're meant to be out there in the snow pulling a sled. Mm-hmm. So you really have to know your breed because you're not going to get that out of them, what they're bred for. Our dog, Peaches, is a pit mix who's super sweet, super smart, and based on that would be a great service dog for someone in your organization, except she is super independent. 
which mm-hmm. makes her unreliable to, as you mentioned, have at your feet at all times because sometimes she wants to just go into the other room or she wants to be outside and she doesn't care where you're at. And mm-hmm. uh, that's not a reliable service dog. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You said you have a whole cadre of trainers. Where do your trainers come from? How do you find trainers for PTSD service dogs? The three trainers, the one in Dexter, St. Louis, and Rolla, actually have their own businesses, have been training dogs for way over 20 years. The couple in Kansas City, we expanded into Kansas City last year. There was a company called Battle Buddy Service Dogs, and they wanted to retire. And they called me and asked me if I'd be willing to take over their organization, which because of our bylaws and mission statement, we can go anywhere in the state of Missouri. So it was a good fit for us to expand in that, but it's a huge territory to cover. As we talked about, the Sandra Deckers, Jay and Sandra, they both actually trained the dogs, and Sandra's a board member on Missouri Patriot Paws board, and it's been a really good fit for us. They run it very different than the rest of the state. That came from Battle Buddies that once you graduate, they still have training where everybody's invited to come back to every week. So those teams going through training have the opportunity to train several hours a week once you get past a certain point in training where the ones in the other parts of the state, they only get one training session a week. And the Sandal Deckers are volunteers. So Kansas City is ran very different from the rest of the state. I like Kansas City. I think it has kind of a small town atmosphere. They are very supportive of our service dog company, whether it's through fundraising, just people in general. Kansas City is great to work with. And then this couple who is willing to volunteer hours and hours of their time in helping veterans and first responders has been really neat to watch them blossom up there. Missouri Patriot Pause has people like you who identify the dogs and coordinate pairing the dogs with the first responder and veteran. You have the trainers. Are there other positions, other volunteers that Missouri Patriot Paws needs? Not particularly. I have a board of directors. The treasurer has worked uh, almost as much as I am. Her and I started Missouri Patriot Paws together. And she even said we had no idea it would grow this big, this fast in just a few years to covering. In fact, we used to go to Springfield, but there is a trainer that used to be with me that opened his own nonprofit. So in Rogersville, I just refer veterans to him. Another thing that we do with Missouri Patriot Paws, we have a contract with the Northeastern Correctional Institute, the prison in Bowling Green. We train send dogs in there. They come out of the Hannibal shelter or, or I have the flexibility of sending a dog if I pick one. Of course, with COVID, all this has been shut down. It's just barely opening back up. Sure. But probably 30 out of the 64 dogs that have graduated now have come from some prison, either the Jefferson City or the Algoa prison or the Bowling Green prison. So the prisoners there are taught how to train the dogs? Right. And I, I attended a graduation at Algoa, I think it was Algoa prison, and the inmate said, this is the first time in my life I have unconditional love 
because a dog will give you that. And when he handed that leash over to me, he was crying. Oh, and I bet. so, yeah, well, because they are very attached to these dogs. They stay in their cells for two months to four months. They live with them. And it's a very elite program in the prison, training the dogs. You have to have a good record inside the prison to be able to do this. And I hope that we can get back to being open. Probably one of the biggest, we've had several dogs, but we have a dog that went to a veteran in St. Robert that was in a wheelchair. And his dog was there for almost seven months. And it was a great Pyrenees. And because we were task training and helping with the wheelchair and things like that. So I love the program working with the puppies for parole, but it's with COVID, everything's been shut down. We look forward to a time when everything can get back to normal. That program and just going out for a a meal and gathering with friends and, and just reintegrating with our community with the people who need this service, while I'm inconvenienced by COVID, someone who's waiting for their service dog or someone in uh, prison who had this reason for getting up in the morning Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. how it's impacted them is just so heartbreaking. And then the dogs who aren't finding their, their, uh, their human. Well, and we were only shut down maybe four weeks. Kansas City, because they just went to trading outside. Dexter and Rolla, both women have their own businesses and training facilities on their land. So they were shut down for a few weeks, but they can take one person at a time and work with them. St. Louis has been the bigger issue with everything being shut down. But we'll basically open back up and have been for a while because, like I said, you can train in parks and outside as long as the weather's been decent. You don't have a a need for volunteers like a lot of rescue groups do, but there are ways people can help. Tell us about those. You know, our biggest need really is fundraising because the trainers are paid. We might not pay the trainers in Kansas City, but we pay a lot of the cost of the dogs for the year, which we don't in the other places. It's Um, one thing to volunteer your time, but... If anyone who has a dog, you think about dog food, shots, medical expenses, toys, dog beds. It adds up pretty fast. It definitely does. And if they're not ready, and then if you happen to have a dog, we have a dog who was in Kansas City that he had a few minor issues in and out of the vet. Nothing to take her out of the program, but there was quite a bit of a cost. But one of the reasons why I do this, I've heard... So many success stories. I guess when you ask for, and I'll go backwards, the volunteers and my board is all about my same age. We're in need of young people, a student that would like to take us on as an intern to help us with social media, marketing, things that are above what I know how to do at this point. I mean, everything I've done, I've done on my own, but we need to move past this level at this point. And part of 2021, and I'd love to get somebody to help me in Kansas City, because like I said, Kansas City has been really good to us and really good to service dog teams, is we really want to take 2021, our focus will be everyone has a story. Every veteran has a story. Every first responder has a story. Every dog has a story. 
and every corporate sponsor or a fundraiser has a story. And we want to give back to those people that have given to us these last seven years and helped us. We're talking and t-shirt companies are like, you know, we just, sales are really down. I said, that's okay. We'll pay for it. We want to thank you because you've been there for us the last seven years. Let us help you. And so that's what I want. I'm looking for a person that, I guess it doesn't have to be a young mind, but someone who has great computer skills, great social media skills, then can help get our word out, our videos out, our testimonials out, and our thank yous for our sponsors out. That's probably the biggest need and it's going to be a major focus for 2021. The great thing about someone filling that role is they can actually be anywhere. And so our listeners, and we have downloads for our podcast around the world, someone who has that skill set can connect with you online. It'd be great if you were local to Kansas City or local to Rolla or St. Louis. But hey, if you can meet that need wherever you are, don't think you're out of the running just because you're out on the coast or around the world. Help out Missouri Patriot Pause. Absolutely. I think there's going to be a student at Drury University in Rolla going to do an internship next semester with us. That's great. But but again, Kansas City is very active. We could definitely use somebody in that area that could come and take videos or pictures and help get it posted because the sandal vectors are very busy. They, they're training. They're, they do home visits. They do a lot. And I need to be able to get that off her palate and get it to somebody else that was willing to do it. And they may or may not be uh, social media savvy, but even if the sandal deckers are, <laughs> their hands are full. They've got enough to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and they, well, she's a lot better than I am. I have to say that. But, you know, that, that's just an area that needs to be out of, we just need extra help with that. That's probably the biggest thing. I'll never give up the looking for the dogs for myself. I, that just fills me up with my passion for running this is being able to go into a shelter and picking a dog out. And normally I bring them to my house and they, I've got a pack of dogs here and they'll stay anywhere from two days to I had one for nine months until I found the right veteran. And so I, I probably never want to give that up. We'll let you keep doing that. And I encourage our listeners Even if you are not the person who can meet this need, I'm sure there's listeners out there who know someone who is, but just doesn't listen to this podcast. So share this podcast with someone who you think can help out Missouri Patriot Pause with their social media and telling the stories of all the different stakeholders who've benefited from and have helped Missouri Patriot Pause. I have your website in front of me, and I'm so pleased to see that you have an Amazon Smile shopping list that makes it so easy to donate and it makes it more real, I think, for people. It's one thing to write a check and by all means, <laughs> write a check if you want to write a check right. or, or right. Uh, give your credit card to Missouri Patriot Pause. But just to look at what you know they need and be able to see that this is going to help a very real person, a very real dog without much effort on your part other than just clicking on a link at opatriotpaws.org and that link will be in the description for this episode. Tell you, I usually just link to uh, an organization's website. I'm going to link to your website, but I'll also put a direct link to the How You Can Help page. So with one click, 
listeners, you can go right to their Amazon Smile list and the service dog assistant funding links that are all on that page and and help out Missouri Patriot Paws. Anything else people need to do? You mentioned social media. Are you on Facebook? Can people follow you on Facebook? On Facebook. And that's actually where the majority of our connections come from. And Instagram. And I, I actually think that probably more comes from Facebook than I do the website anymore. I'll link to I, that. You know, and yeah, I'll put that in the description yeah, too. I'll yeah, put a direct great. link to your Facebook page. Right. Everything is kind of shut down. I mean, the best thing you can do is, um, you know, make a donation on PayPal or send us a check because everything is basically shut down. It has been, unlike a lot of nonprofits, we were ready for financial. I mean, we, we're fine financially, and that's not like a lot of them. We, we did shut down, so we don't have brick and mortar to pay for. It's trainers. We were shut down for four weeks. Now we're back up running in all four uh, areas. We're still okay for uh, however long. Uh, I'm, I'm, we're blessed that it, we didn't get caught like some nonprofits that depend on all the money coming in on the spring and summer. Mm-hmm. And then there's all these companies like the Daughters of the American Revolution are having a fundraiser and I'm going to their event. And there's always people that are really nice and call me up for memorials. We've had a lot of that. So anyway, and it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's $25 because I always like to say that $25 is more than we had yesterday. Unfortunately, you're not going to run out of people who need Missouri Patriot Paws. So any donation is welcome and will be needed. So even if you're in fine shape now, any donation is going to help someone who needs it. And I'll tell you a trend that I have really seen, and I'm surprised at this. I have not been able to find the reason is more Vietnam veterans are all of a sudden. Actually, the Vietnam veterans are out applying to Iraq and Afghanistan veterans. And I have a couple friends who are Vietnam veterans, and they were both, their wives were telling me they were getting back to, they didn't have our dogs, having bad flashbacks. And so one of them, I said, well, why do you think that is? Why, after all these years, are you starting to have really bad flashbacks? And he said, I don't know. I don't know what the reason is. I said, but you're the second Vietnam veteran that's told me that in a week. So I guess that's the reason why we're having more Vietnam veterans apply now. We could do a whole podcast uh, hypothesizing, and we won't do that. I'll just give my one hypothesis, <laughs> and uh, mm-hmm. which is, as we all know, many Vietnam veterans, when they came back, were not welcomed back into society nearly as well as the previous generations with World War II or the subsequent yeah, generations absolutely. with Iraq. And so repressing those feelings maybe kept them from having flashbacks, but also kept them from facing what they had to deal with and and healing. And now that uh, there are uh, so many examples of Iraq and Afghanistan veterans who suffered but are healing through different therapies, including service dogs, Maybe that's forced some of the Vietnam veterans to confront what's been repressed for so long and has kind of it opened floodgates. Mm-hmm. And, and we didn't help them then, but we can help them now. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Susan, for 
helping veterans, helping first responders, helping prisoners, and finding dogs. They're forever homes. Whether oh, I, lo- I love doing that. And call me anytime. I think you and I can have ongoing discussions. Yeah, we. I, I want to follow up with you as you find new ways to help people with service dogs and new populations that need it and new strategies. And by all means, anytime you want to put out a call for help that you want to publicize an event or you have a fundraiser, we'll, we'll get you on, Susan. And you're in Kansas City, right? Yes. Okay, and, well, I'd definitely hook you up with the Sandal Deckers because... Well, we'll connect uh, with the Sandal Deckers and, and get them on right. the show and... And we'll get some videos. So listeners who aren't already subscribing to the Rosie Fund YouTube channel, you can go to rosiefund.org and click on the YouTube symbol or just go to YouTube and do a search for Rosie Fund, R-O-S-I-E-F-U-N-D, and see our videos. And hopefully we'll be adding the Sendel Deckers to that. That would be great. Thank you so much for your time, Susan, and keep up the good work. All right. Well, thank you. You have a blessed day. I'm Phil Hatterman, and you've been listening to Dog Words, presented by Rosie Fund. Thank you to Susan Hinkle from Missouri Patriot Paws. Use the links in the episode description to learn more about this wonderful organization. There are direct links to their How Can You Help page and to find them on Facebook. Next time on Dog Words, join us for a fascinating and enlightening interview with dog behaviorist and researcher Dr. Ellen Furlong. Thank you to Alternative String Duo The Wires, featuring cellist Sasha Groshong and violinist Laurel Morgan Parks, for playing the wonderful music you've heard on today's and previous episodes of Dog Words. Learn more about The Wires at thewires.info and download their music on iTunes. Check out fiddlelife.com and learn to play fiddle and cello fiddle online from Laurel and Sasha, even if you've never played before. Use the link in the episode description to see their underground virtual concert series schedule. Purchase a single concert or buy the series ticket and receive a digital download of their holiday album. Make a difference in a shelter dog's life by purchasing one of our We Save Each Other t-shirts at bonfire.com. The link is in the episode description. All proceeds go towards supporting our mission to help senior and harder to adopt dogs have a better life. Rate and share dog words. This helps us with sponsorships. Then Rosie Fund can help more dogs. Send us your comments, questions, and suggestions, including letting us know what topics and guests you like, at rosiefund.org, and let us know if you would like to be a sponsor of the Dog Words Podcast. Thank you for listening, and remember, we save each other.